G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And we're back with the Reverend Fred Nile. He's been a member of the New South Wales Legislative Council since 1981, the longest serving member in the New South Wales Parliament. In fact, the Christian Democratic Party holds the balance of power in the New South Wales Legislative Council. Uh, Reverend Fred Nile, welcome back to 2020. Yes, Neil. Fred, let me ask you, I want to get your impression on a number of the developments that have been happening with the marriage issue. And the first ad for the Say No to Same-Sex Marriage case went to air overnight. Uh, You'll no doubt be across the details of that, and you might have been reading some of the criticisms of it. What are your thoughts on the ad that went to air? Uh, I believe it's uh, an important presentation of the importance of marriage, and obviously there'll be criticism from sections of the media and uh, and and from the uh, people who were campaigning for the yes vote. Of course, it was an ad that had featured Australian mothers expressing concerns for what their children will face if the marriage definition changes and gender is taken out of our laws. You've been talking about this for a long time now. This is not really new, is it? No. You might be surprised to know that many of these issues we're debating were first outlined in the homosexual literature in 1974. That's when I first came across uh, what was called a a gay manifesto with about 12 objectives, and the 12th objective was same-sex marriage. And when I raised that uh, with some of the church leaders, they said, don't talk about that, that's going to frighten people, that'll never happen. (laughs) And here we are in the middle of the biggest debate in our history about uh, same-sex marriage. In fact, if we're talking history, as you say, when you came across that manifesto back in the early 1970s, you have watched everything unravel to this point. Uh, Do you call it unravelling or how would you describe what's happened with Australia getting to a point now where there is likely to be a vote and there may well be a win from the yes case? What are your thoughts? Yes, yeah, so this is the situation we face that on that manifesto there are many items and we've pretty well adopted 11 out of the 12. They're now uh, in law, uh, such as homosexuals can adopt children and quite a, quite a few other, other aspects as well. Some of it I, I don't object to, um, where uh, homosexual couples now have the same rights as heterosexual couples regarding a will. If one of them dies, they can leave property to their partner and so on. So I don't see that as uh, something that we should be uh, upset about. But there have been very dramatic changes and it's, it's softened up the community now to uh, consider same-sex marriage and, and uh, some people don't see this as a big issue at all. Let's come back to this ad that was featured yesterday for the first time, uh, the first ad for the No case. Uh, featuring mothers talking about their children and uh, really uh, so much criticism coming, people saying that actually uh, what they're delivering is not the truth 
however, uh, for those listeners to this program, uh, you'll recognise that uh, particularly the Chella White uh, person uh, has been talked about on this program many, many a time. But mothers featured talking about their children and changing the law and how that affect, uh, affects their kids at school. Is that, as some say, a, a red herring to bring into this, Fred Nile? What are your thoughts on no, parents talking about a, children? A genuine approach to the issue. Uh, I'm, I'm a member of the uh, marriage coalition. There's about 80 churches and community leaders uh, all denominations across Australia and it's under the uh, auspices of the Archbishop of Sydney and the, uh, both the Anglican, the Catholic and uh, other church leaders. So uh, they're, they're not uh, people who uh, are irrational. They're very rational and the plan was to focus on the consequences of same-sex marriage to try to show people there are consequences. What are those consequences? and to tackle the issue in that way. And, of course, there are a lot of consequences. No doubt uh, the No Campaign advertising will endeavour to cleverly get those into uh, mainstream media, and uh, that will be a challenge because uh, there's been some opposition, even from people who are in charge of news organisations and programming in mainstream media that uh, would want to stop uh, the No campaign from actually having a say. What are your thoughts on that sort of strong opposition to the No campaign? Yes, that's already been happening where some of the uh, earlier ads were rejected, uh, even by SBS. So uh, people who have strong personal views are imposing those views on society, and that's been happening with all the big corporations like Qantas and so on. You have a board of directors, you know, a small group of people, who say we're going to promote same-sex marriage. They don't consult the, share, the, the uh, shareholders or the staff, and uh, they just impose that. The same thing's happened with the AMA at one stage was considering supporting the same-sex issue. I, I gather they've changed that now, but that's wrong where an executive group can say we're speaking on behalf of all our members when they never consult with the members. Fred Nile, let me ask you about uh, the issues that also come from this whole possibility of changing the marriage uh, definition, uh, talking about things like freedom of religion, freedom of speech, because the Liberal Party federal president, Nick Greiner, has been named the patron of the coalition's Yes campaign, and he's yes. reportedly uh, slammed people in the No campaign who are claiming that it's a vote about religious freedom and freedom of speech, calling it a debating tactic. Uh, what are your thoughts on his approach? Well, obviously, I don't agree with him. Uh, the facts are, in a number of countries now, same-sex marriage has been legalised and there has been a big impact on uh, churches, on ministers... Uh, on people who work in uh, marriage registry departments and so on, uh, especially in America. Uh, when the same-sex marriage came in, they said to all the staff in the registry for marriages, you all have to handle this now. And there were Christians working there, and particularly one lady said, well, it, with my conscience, it's against my conscience, I, I don't particularly want to handle those same-sex marriage applications. There's about nine people in the, in the department, so eight others could have handled it. But the homosexuals, when they found out she had an objection, deliberately targeted her to have her lose her position, her employment. So this, these are some of the consequences. Uh, it also affects 
the material in the schools, uh, the publications, they will have to be redesigned uh, instead of having a man marrying a woman and, uh, and a father and a mother of the opposite sex, you'll have uh, children's uh, stories showing two men in a, in a family situation as, as the uh, leaders of that family, two fathers, in, in other words, or two mothers, uh, and that'll be the, the effect of this legal change. If it's made lawful and that marriage is between uh, people of the same sex, then that will have a flow-on effect right through our education st- system, uh, our, the uh, teaching of children, what they're taught, and even what parents can say and do as well. Uh, these things are serious, and uh, for some people this will be an issue of conscience. How do you feel about churches that are taking a position where they're saying we're cautious about telling people how they should vote in the plebiscite survey? Well, I'm amazed at that because, uh, as you said in the introduction, uh, when people say I'm controversial, I say I'm very careful. Everything that I say publicly is clearly based on God's Word, on the Holy Bible. And uh, I, I regard, as you would, that God's a creator and he has plans for his creation. And f- fundamental, in Genesis chapter 2, it states that the uh, a definition of marriage is actually there in those opening words of the Bible, that a man shall leave his mother and father, not leave his father and father or his mother and mother, but leave his mother and father, and he shall cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. That, to me, was the first definition of marriage, which comes from God's word. And I think that's what our state laws should uphold, that, that principle, that teaching. Fred, there are elements in the church that are ignoring a biblical mandate to say that marriage is between a man and a woman. There's a significant push to highlight the views of some rogue Christians uh, to support the yes case. Uh, That number is relatively minute compared to the big size of the Christian church. What are your thoughts on the idea that there might be rogue Christian so-called leaders who are put up as faces to speak for the yes case. I know, and that's going to cause confusion, but if you interview them, you'll find that they have no uh, understanding of the Bible as God's Word, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So they reject the Bible as a source of Christian uh, doctrine and ethics, and that's why they have those views. And maybe some of those people could even be homosexuals themselves because there are some homosexuals uh, very active in, in the church itself, particularly in the Uniting Church. So uh, you'll find some of those people will become prominent in the media and adding adding to the confusion, sadly. I note that in the media overnight uh, there are some church school leaders. Now, so we've got a separation here. You've got church leaders and you've got people who lead very prominent and significant Christian schools. And they are saying that because the majority of students in their student body uh, support same-sex marriage, that somehow or other the church should change its teaching and compromise its truth and values. What are your thoughts uh, for those who would be thinking that just because young people hold an alternative view that somehow or other the church needs to change to suit that? Well sadly Neil over over the last probably 20 years there's been a, a successful brainwashing or propaganda 
exercise to change the views of children, of young people. And sadly, it's been very successful. And that's been done through the media, uh, through television, through some of the popular television programs, which always now have a prominent uh, person from the homosexual lifestyle, who usually is is a very nice, attractive personality. And if children are watching these shows progressively, you know, over days, months, years, it changes their attitude on these uh, issues. And that's the battle we have. We have to educate the children what are biblical values, especially in the Christian school. Those schools should have special courses urgently on what is marriage, what is God's plan for marriage, and what are the consequences of same-sex marriage. And I would say, without being judgmental, those schools probably have done nothing in that direction to counter uh, the mass media messages that these children have been receiving every day. Fred Nile, your thoughts on the High Court challenge to the postal plebiscite survey. Uh, do you see the possibility that the, uh, the plebiscite might be derailed? Uh, what are your thoughts about what the High Court might consider over this next week? Well, sadly, the Labor Party and the Greens blocked uh, legislation in the Senate that would have brought in a, uh, a plebiscite which would have been the same as our normal referendums where people would have gone to a polling booth, uh, registered their name and they would have voted. They blocked that legislation, uh, so it was never passed. So the government had, has come up with this alternative plan, which is, I think, probably the only thing they can do, is to have a postal plebiscite and the people who are promoting the yes case are arguing uh, the government doesn't have the power to spend the money, whatever, $120 million uh, on a postal plebiscite. Now, they could win this case on on a technicality uh, that the federal government is spending money uh, which has not been authorised by the parliament. Normally, it's part of uh, budgets and uh, and other uh, measures uh, would include the allocation of the funds. So it's probably on uh, a sensitive area, uh, and the government's only had to go in this direction because they were forced to when the Labor and the Greens blocked uh, legislation which would have been uh, correct and, and would not have been challenged for a, uh, a proper plebiscite vote. Well, we are immersed in the debate now, and I wonder whether you have thoughts on whether the Christian community, and you are so well linked with Christian communities all around the nation, not just in New South Wales, but are Christians taking the postal plebiscite survey seriously enough? Are they taking the debate seriously enough? Well, certainly uh, my uh, experience at this stage, especially in Sydney, and Sydney's a bit of an exception to on some of these issues to other states, I thank God we have such strong leadership in the uh, Anglican Church with Archbishop Davies, the Catholic Church, uh, with uh, Archbishop Fisher and, and the Presbyterian Church, Baptist Church and so on. Sometimes that leadership is not as strong in, in say, in Melbourne or Adelaide or Brisbane. But hopefully uh, across Australia uh, we'll have enough people who understand what marriage is, that marriage has, has been always between a man and a woman, for thousands of years in all religions and in all nations uh, and not just in Christian nations and uh, they would should understand that and therefore we should get uh, an overwhelming uh, no vote 
for same-sex marriage. That's what we're hoping and praying for. Uh, but it, it'll be touch and go. It's not going to be a, a walk-in. And just quickly, one more issue, because when you mention prayer, there is a call for a National Day of Prayer and Fasting for the 12th of September. Your encouragement to people to be a part of that? Definitely, yes. I always believe that uh, God is the ultimate source of power and wisdom. And uh, on these issues, it's not just man's ideas. We want to connect with, with our Lord, with God. Uh, in prayer and and seek all the help and guidance we can, even with the production of these TV ads and so on. They should should be done with great prayer and thought, especially prayer to have the guidance of the Holy Spirit on how these issues are tackled. Well, the Reverend Fred Nile, a member of the New South Wales Legislative Council since 1981, the longest serving member in the New South Wales Parliament and the Christian Democratic Party holding the balance of power in the New South Wales Legislative Council. Fred Nile, thanks so much for your insights today on 2020. Uh, thank you for the opportunity, Neil, and, and the Lord continue to bless your vision radio. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.